Welcome to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a safe place for healing conversations that educate and empower you to prioritize your dreams, revolutionize your family, and personalize your faith. I'm your host, Dr. Julie Hanks, a psychotherapist and coach offering online courses and programs to help women all over the world heal themselves and their relationships. Join me here every week as I coach a listener through a specific challenge and empower them with tools to find healing. I'm so happy to welcome Amanda to the podcast today. Welcome, Amanda. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm looking forward to talking with you. What is your question for me today? Okay, so my junior year of college, um, I was sexually assaulted when I very first came back to school, um, and it really uh, changed my life. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was only a couple years ago, um, and it did a lot of really um, good things for my life and for my future. I wouldn't say I'm, it's a trial, I wouldn't say like, oh, I'm grateful I went through this. Right. Um, I wouldn't frame it like that, but it really did like change a lot of my values and a lot of what I want to accomplish out of life. But something that was hard for me coming back, I mean, being an active member of the church and talking to, you know, friends and family who are part of the church or like bishops, um, I got a lot of people brought up forgiveness a lot, really fast. And Mm. it it was a long, it ended up being like this long process, right? It wasn't just like one event. Um, It kept going as I did like an investigation and all this stuff. So it was a oh. long like part of my life. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm still, of course, like I'm still like suffering some of the consequences from it. Mm. Um, but so I felt like I was having these big things happen and I needed people to be angry. I needed people to just be angry and upset with me. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times the people who were a part of the church would say like, oh well, maybe this is a good time for you to start working on forgiving them. And it was so Mm. frustrating to me because I think that anger has been a really powerful tool for me in healing. Mm -hmm. And I had this amazing therapist um, with my university and she is, she would talk about anger all the time and she would talk about how important and how good it was for me to feel angry. And so I felt like I was getting that message that I really agreed with. And then I would come to church and I would hear all about forgiveness and how, detrimental anger can be. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I don't know. So it's been this interesting conflict. Mm. And I think as time goes on, I'm getting more comfortable with the idea of this idea of letting go and letting it be God's problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. There's something a little bit empowering of, I don't have to be the one to forgive him. I, that's up to God and whatever happens is going to be between them. Um, So there is something comforting in that. But I'm wondering, I'd love to talk about just this idea of anger and frustration and how that all fits into the doctrine of the church. Mm, I love this. I love this topic because I think we misunderstand anger, right? Like you're you're pointing to this really important, I think, misconception that people have about anger. Yeah. in the Latter-day Saint culture, we don't separate angry feelings from angry behavior. We mm-hmm. collapse those into one thing. Yeah. Right? When they're separate things, right? Angry feelings are justified when you've been wronged. Yeah. They help motivate you and empower you to seek justice or to, you know what I mean? To, to do something. Yeah. That's what it sounds like it did for you. So way to go. 
using <laughs> anger to propel you forward. So a lot of members of the church I found in my practice are very uncomfortable even acknowledging anger. And I, in fact, I grew up that way. Yeah. Uh, anger was bad. It was not Christ-like. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> You've probably heard that before too. <laughs> when that actually is not the case, Jesus Christ felt a full range of emotions during his life. Yeah. And there are examples of that in the scriptures. And yet we think, but he was perpetually happy and nice. He wasn't. He yeah. called people out. He he threw yeah. tables over. He and he was depressed. He was sorrowful unto death before the atonement. He was, mm. I mean, and so we kind of have this idea that Jesus was this one-dimensional nice guy, and he wasn't. He was multi-dimensional. Yeah. And so I just want to validate like you were right to. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> to feel your anger. And the only way through it is through it. And so I'm so happy that you had a good therapist to help you through this traumatic, traumatic event. Yeah, um, I was definitely, definitely lucky to have her. She was amazing. Oh, that's so great. That just makes me so happy because yeah. <laughs> going through a sexual assault is, is, it can be so traumatic and I'm yeah. I'm so glad that you got good support that that really yeah. makes a difference. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so people saying like forgive, forgive. Why do you think they were saying that? Um I think as I've talked about this with my therapist and with yeah. other people, I think especially I heard that message a lot from my parents and mm. um you know, and I like, I'm living with them now. Like I still, I'm yeah. close with my parents. Um, and I know that, I know that none of this was ever malintentioned, but I think a lot of it was they had a difficult time facing the problem. And so it was a lot easier to be like, well, don't let this dictate your life. You need to move on and you yeah. need to forgive because that's what they were trying to do, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think something else that became frustrating was a few, I guess it was a few months after it happened, um, there were, I think in my stake, bishops were noticing they had a lot of young women, especially coming to them, reported that they had been assaulted. And so our stake wanted to have like a, a lesson with, they separated all the boys and all the girls and they wanted to have a lesson with all the young women. Well, not young women, I guess we were YSAs. Mm -hmm. Um, about, you know, dating safety. And so they had someone from LDS Family Services come and talk to us. And it was, I guess this is a bit of a tangent, it's a little away from forgiveness, but it was something I think that falls into the church culture. Um, it was so frustrating <laughs> yeah. um, because I didn't know what any of the men were talking about, but for us, it was ways that we as women can be safe and ways that we can be safe dating, which is important, right? right? Like that's right. not not to invalidate that and not to say that's unimportant. But there were so many women who I could tell it was just ingrained in them that it's our responsibility to be safe. And when something happens to us, here's a list of reasons why what we did wasn't safe. Mm. Um, and again, it was so well intentioned from these leaders because they want to keep us safe. But I learned that the men didn't have a lesson at all like that. It just was the other, whatever the Sunday school lesson was or whatever. Um, really? They didn't have yeah. a lesson about how to not sexually assault people and exactly. consent and <laughs> how no means no. And, and you know, exactly. unless it's a yes, definitely it's a no. 
Yeah. Oh, exactly. that's maddening. I'm so, oh, that makes me so <laughs> mad. Oh. No, it's okay. So, um, yeah, so they didn't have that lesson. And even, I don't know, I could go on, I work for a nonprofit in Utah that deals with sexual assault. So that's what I do for my job. So I'm really passionate oh, about yeah. prevention work anyway. Yeah. Um, but at this time, it just felt like, man, if I, I know I'm not the only woman in here who's been assaulted. I know that, right? We know yeah. that's the whole reason we're having this. And for me to hear, well, here's a list of things I did that night. So it must have been my fault from mm. church leaders was really mm. frustrating. And so I think, and so tying that in with forgiveness, I think the way we need to talk about, you, you can talk about sexual assault and consent and healthy boundaries and relationships without talking about, you know, the graphic of sex or whatever with mm-hmm. our youth and with YSAs. And I think, I think we need to work on that in the church. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's victim blaming. blaming. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like to say, okay, yeah. do this to be safe but not address the people who are actually doing the yeah. sexual assaulting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's about education too and there's nothing wrong with I think healthy and safe education for everyone, mm-hmm. right? Right, but not just yeah. for for potential victims. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, that's really cool that you've kind of, it sounds like you've developed this passion for prevention and um, helping other survivors and yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, it's it's great how it's, it's become something I'm really passionate about and something Mm -hmm. I care a lot about, something I hope I'm making a difference with. So, so that's really good. (laughs) Um, And I think I, I'm in my family ward right now and I have a calling in the young women's, which I just love because I feel like. Now I have the opportunity to, like, we actually, we just had a lesson last Sunday about pornography. And so we just wanted to have a really open dialogue with these young women about sex and their understanding of consent and, you know, how pornography and violence can be linked. And mm. it was such a good conversation. I feel lucky that I have some experience to be able to help educate others, I guess, especially yeah. the youth in our church, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I want to go back to something that you said about your parents. I think that parents sometimes jump to forgiveness because they're yeah. in they're in pain because you're in pain. And the yeah. sooner you get out of pain, the sooner they get out of pain. Yeah. Right. So it's actually a way to like help themselves by like, okay, move along. So so you can feel better. So then I don't have to feel bad. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Definitely. And that that happens a lot. Let's let's chat for a minute about forgiveness. Like what yeah. what is forgiveness? What do you think it is? That's something I've been thinking about for the last couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> um I think I equate forgiveness with forgetting a lot. And I know I can tell myself, I can actively tell myself, like, no, that's not true. But at the end of the day, it does feel like, well the more that I move on, maybe I'm going to forget what happened and I'm going to forget that pain and I'm going to invalidate myself. So there's a fear, I think, Mm -hmm, forgiving. mm -hmm. And I think I also equate forgiving a lot with, I automatically love that person. And I'm going to be very honest. I do not love the person who hurt me. (laughs) I I very much despise them. (laughs) And I don't want, I think I've felt like, well, by not forgiving them, I'm actively hating them and I'm not showing them any Christ-like love. And that's a hard balance because it is really hard 
to show Christ-like love for someone who's hurt you so much. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know how to do that. And I don't know how that, how forgiveness plays a part in that. Yes. Okay. So you're talking about a lot of the myths of forgiveness. Yeah. So forgiveness <laughs> means forgetting. Nope. Yeah. Forgiveness means loving the person. Nope. I like the definition. Forgiveness is ceasing to feel resentment. Mm. That's it. So, yeah. but in order to cease to feel something, you have to actually feel it. Yeah. And so you have to work yeah. through it, right? And that. so it's letting go of the resentment. That's it. It doesn't mean you have to ever speak to that person again, or you have to be kind to them. You know, you don't have to have any contact. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the other person and everything to do with you releasing negativity from your heart. That's it. Yeah. And it doesn't mean what happened was okay. And it doesn't mean you will never forget what happened. Like that's not the goal. Right. You're going to remember. And it's shaped you in ways that are difficult and ways that are, are positive. Yeah. And so you will never forget. You don't have to have a relationship. Like I tell people who are divorcing, you can forgive your spouse who was unfaithful and choose not to stay married. Forgiveness (laughs) isn't about continuing the relationship. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I, we had a, a Sunday school lesson over the summer um, and we were talking about forgiveness and uh, we read a scripture and I don't know what it is, but it talks about how Jesus Christ is an advocate and an ally. Mm. And that I think was so empowering to me and so comforting to me as well because like what you said like Jesus is angry (laughs) Jesus can be angry and I really do believe that like Jesus has been angry for me before and angry Mm -hmm. for the injustices I faced and I think as I've learned more about this process I think I really do find a lot of comfort in like it can't be my job I don't have I, I don't have enough power for it to be my job to forgive everyone who hurts me because that's mm-hmm. too hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. And luckily that's not my, I, I don't know. It's not my job, you know? Yeah. yeah. So it's just giving up that negative energy to free yeah. you. It's <clears throat> to free you. Yeah, definitely. And that's, that's it. Yeah. And it, it doesn't mean what happened was okay. Yeah. And sometimes people hold on to it because it's like, that was wrong. That was wrong. I can't forgive because somehow that makes it okay. It doesn't, it's it's never going to be okay. And you can, when you're ready, cease to feel resentment. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Cease to feel resentment. I love that. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. So what are you going to take with you from our conversation today? Talked about some hard stuff. Yeah. (laughs) No, thanks for having the space. Um, I definitely love the phrase cease to feel resentment. I think I'm mm. going to think about that a lot. Um, and just that reminder that, like I already said, that Jesus feels anger. I mm-hmm. love that. I think we don't, we don't think about that enough. Right. Right. <laughs> um, and that he's not one dimensional. I love that as well. And I think I love having conversations like this. And mm-hmm. I, I hope that conversations like this will spark other conversations, especially with people who are younger, who maybe have never heard any of these messages before, right? I feel lucky to have grown up in the neighborhood that I did um, and to have fairly like progressive people in my family and in my life, you know, but for the people who don't have that or who haven't ever been open to that, I think it's, it's good to have leaders like you 
who are, you know, sparking this conversation and giving such valuable insights. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I just want to tell you how, how much respect I have for you for getting and like doing the hard work, you know, like something happened Thanks. to you that you didn't have a part in, like you were a victim and you've moved through it and are helping other people. And that's so inspiring. And I think that's going to inspire a lot of listeners too. Well, thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Like I said, I don't, it's, it's something I, I have a hard time with people saying like, well, I'm grateful for this trial. It made me stronger. And no. if that's the case, that's awesome. <laughs> right. um, but there are a lot of things where it did not make me stronger. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And definitely in some ways, uh, it really shaped who I am right now. So yeah. not, not him and not that experience, but me and like the way I grew through that. Yeah. Um, and I think that's an important distinction too. Yeah. And that's all you and the work that you've done, right? Yeah. Like that's, that's not related to the person who abused you. Yeah. This exactly. is you and what you've done. So way to go. Yeah. Yeah. And I, well, thank I'm just, you. I'm so sorry that you experienced that. I mean, that's just so, Thanks. so difficult. And I'm really sorry that that yeah, thank was you. part of your journey. And again, respect for the work that you've done since that event that uh, that's really helping other people. Well, thank you so much. That means a lot coming from you. So thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, thank you so much, Amanda, for your time today and sharing your story. And I just wish you all the best. Oh, thank you. Well, thank you so much for creating this space and for having this dialogue. It's incredible. So thank oh, you so much for having me. You're welcome. Thanks for being on the podcast today. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a podcast helping real women seek solutions to life's biggest challenges. If you'd like to learn more, you can connect with me on social media at Dr. Julie Hanks and at drjuliehanks.com, where you'll find information about virtual groups, coaching, and online courses. For therapy services in Utah, visit wasatchfamilytherapy.com. thought, hey, I want to talk to Dr. Julie Hanks about this question. Well, now's your chance. I want to have you on my podcast. So email hello at drjuliehanks.com with your question and the reason why you want to be on the podcast. And we may just choose you for a free coaching session.